Hello everyone and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby Podcast. I am your host Teresa Reese and y'all know how we do it. I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And this is going to be part two of Comparison Robs You. As I accidentally pressed the wrong button. And so, my apologies for your having to listen in on a second episode. However, I was sharing before I so rudely ended the other episode that right now I am part of a book club at my employer. And we are reading the book No One Succeeds Alone by Robert Refkin. And it, he says, learn everything you can from everyone you can. So that is the book that we're reading. And that is the reason why I was going to make the statement that I was going to make. So I, I will elaborate on the statement um, as soon as I read this poem. So it's called My First True Love. Here we go. This door is open in my mind which leads me to the good and bad times that I shared with you while deep in love. These memories will touch my heart. They make me feel closer to you, although you're very far. Tears well up inside my eyes, wishing we'd had more time together because I loved you so. Those days when you were mine, days spent with you made me glow. I was often on cloud nine, you put me on a pedestal, a mere privilege to be by your side. You brought me joy while next to me, but I guess we weren't meant to be. Another love like yours cannot be found. I was once hopeful, but I've given up now. You were my first true love, and I wish it would have been enough for me. So I hope that y'all have the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. So what I'm going to do is delve right back in. So uh, in the book, he talks about, Robert Rufkin talks about writing down your dream. One of the biggest dreams that you can ever fathom. And after you write the dream, tear up the paper. And see, I've never heard that before. I've always heard, write the vision down and make it plain, right? Well, you're still writing the vision down and making it plain. But pay attention to how you feel when you are writing your dreams down. And you're dreaming bigger than you've ever dreamt before. There's a sense of energy that takes place. And if you carry that energy with you, regardless of if everything on that sheet of paper comes to pass or not, you still have that energy to at least put your best, your best foot forward. So I think about relationships and I think about how I dreamt about someone who was once very present in my life. And I had this dream on last night and I had a vision for this individual. I had a vision that th me and this individual, prior to our going our separate ways, would be together for the rest of our lives. And 
that was a vision that did not come to pass. However, I could have opted to remain bitter. And trust me, there was a season of my life where I truly was bitter. But what I now see is that eventually I got over that bitterness and I became better. Because I compartmentalized those emotions. I compartmentalized the fact that that me and that individual are no longer together. However, I did not want that to stop me from living after that relationship ended. And so when I think about how I was impacted in the relationship, not focusing on the negative, but thinking about the positive, what I recognize is that no matter how of a, no matter how happy I was in that relationship, what I opted not to do once it ended was compare the next person to this individual because comparison robs you. It robs you of a now love experience. So it didn't matter if I was extremely happy in that relationship. It didn't matter if I thought that I was going to spend the rest of my life with that individual. That didn't come to pass. That did not come to pass. But I refused to let that experience dictate my next experience in terms of taking the now experience away from me. And so by doing that, I have experienced love a few more times. And I don't take the time out to do the comparison. What I do is take away, how did I grow? And the reason why that's important to me is because I don't want to have the same mentality that I did when I was 20 years old. I don't want that same mentality. I want to be able to see and recognize that I have grown in certain areas where I was once selfish, where now I'm selfish. I mean, self. where I was once selfish, now I'm selfless is what my objective is. That's what my goal is. Um, and so I try my best even now to do a lot of self-reflection. I'm constantly self-reflecting, constantly self-reflecting. So one thing that I recognize when I was, you know, because I, well, you don't know this, but I love to ask couples when they, where did they meet or how did they meet? And I also love to ask them, when did they know that the other person was the one? And one thing that I've come to recognize, and I just discovered that on today, which is the reason why I wanted to do this episode, um, is that no love story is identical. And you know what? I think that's a good thing. No, and even when the individuals say how they fell in love or how they knew the other person was the one, those stories aren't even identical. They have their own love experience. And that is a beautiful thing to me. To have your own love experience. Not to compare it to something else or to someone else, but to be in the now, to be in the moment, and to cherish that moment, no matter how long or short it lasts. Comparison robs you. 
Comparison of your past love experience to your present love experience robs you of your now love experience. And a lot of times, if we're not careful, if we don't take the time out to compartmentalize a broken relationship, we will find ourselves comparing our past to our present. And we could easily miss the mark. We could easily miss the blessing that is right in front of us. I have six beautiful children. But I don't compare my oldest child to my youngest child. I don't compare my youngest child to my oldest child. I don't compare my middle son to my oldest son. I don't compare my oldest son to my youngest son. Each individual child has a love experience with me. They have their own version of what their relationship with their mother looks like from their perspective. They all know that I love them. But no love experience is identical. They all know that I love them. But no love experience is identical. So when I think about love, I don't even think it was ever meant for us to compare it. Aside from the love of God. So when it comes to that type of comparison, I believe that it's more or less creating a standard. Because I've shared with you how when I recognized that there was an individual, God revealed it to me that he was not my husband, that he gave me that scripture to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, where it talks about what love is. Love is patient. Love is kind. Keeps no account of wrongs. And he asked me, could you put your name there, Teresa, for him, concerning him? I said, nope. Can you put his name there, Teresa, for you, concerning you? I said, nope. Based on that, he let me know that's not your husband. Because when you are in it and it's your purpose partner, this is not the conversation I had. This part is not the part that I had with God. This I'm telling you, the revelation I received was that when you are with your purpose partner, those things become easy for you. I am patient with this individual. I am kind toward this individual. Yes, we've had some moments where this individual was wrong, but I'm not I'm not counting it against this individual nor am I holding it against their over their head. That's how you know most likely that you've met your purpose partner. That's not a hundred proof. It may very well be, but I'm not going to say it's a hundred proof. You'd have to have that conversation with God <laughs> because his words don't return voice. So, I mean, if he's saying it, yeah, it's a hundred proof. So I literally 
once I recognized that this individual was not my husband, I bowed out gracefully because it made no sense for me to hold on to someone who God had already confirmed was not my husband. That would have been greedy of me. That would have been selfish of me. That would have been ungodly of me. So a lot of people don't talk about this. But there is a scripture in the Bible that talks about, and I'm, I'm probably paraphrasing here too. Please forgive me because, you know, I don't know the Bible front to back. <laughs> but it speaks along the lines of lying or deception being a form of witchcraft. And there's also a scripture that says, he that believes he is something when he is nothing, deceives himself. So, I could not hold on to that individual because I would have been operating in witchcraft. I would have been going against the will of God. Now, granted, there are times that when you recognize that I made a mistake and I did not seek your face before I made this decision, nor did I get confirmation that you were the one, like this person was the one, could you forgive me, Lord? And could you bless this relationship? Oh, yeah. Because what you've done is repented and you've asked him to rectify your wrong. He can help you. If you want to be helped, he can keep you if you want to be kept. So in this dream, and now I'm realizing it was a, I had two, actually, I had two dreams. <laughs> so, wow, Lord. Okay, let's unpack that. So the first dream that I had was about an individual who I was involved with romantically. And in that dream, what I recognize now, it wasn't anything perverted about that dream. In all actuality, it showed a level of growth on both of our parts because we were able to be in the same space, fast forwarding in the same space. And there was no ill feeling or ill will toward one another. He had taken time out to heal from our past. I had taken time out to heal from our past. So when our past crossed, it was a very blessed encounter. It was one where we laughed a lot. My not desiring him, him not desiring me, but us being able to be in the same space and cordial without there being un any underlining sense of bitterness. So that is showing me that it may have taken me a while to heal from that soul wound of our not being together. But along the way, I've learned how to delve within me and to heal those broken spaces of my heart. To where I am able to show up in my new love relationship. Not comparing the current to the past. Not holding on 
to my past to the point that I can't see my present. That dream actually showed me growth within. Then I had another dream of a platonic friendship. And in that friendship, she was on my mind so heavy that I ended up going to her house and gifting her. Now, we haven't spoken to each other in maybe, Jesus, maybe 15 years. But in this dream, 15 years had been too long. So I made it a point to be proactive and let her know. You've been on my mind. I was going shopping and I wanted, this is all the stuff that I thought about you. And so I wanted to bless you with that. A different type of love experience, but reconciliation was on my heart. So in a lot of ways, in both of those dreams, reconciliation is what took place, but on different levels. No love experience is identical. And so by my knowing this, by my learning this, I have done all that I can do to become consciously aware that comparison robs you of your now love experience. So I have learned how to compartmentalize. Like me holding against, me hold, let's, I'm, I'm going to use that example. It would not be fair for me to hold against you an alt that I have with someone else because of how they mistreated me or how I mistreated them. Let me make it fair. It would not be fair to you for me to hold against you what someone else caused. That's not fair. That is robbing you of a now experience with me because I'm holding on to my past. In order for you to truly get the essence of who I am in this now season, I would have to release my past so that I am free to be in my present. And there are a lot of you, whether you're doing it consciously or unconsciously, still lighting that candle or that thing for your someone in your past, still holding conversations about someone in your past. That person may or may not have moved on and moved forward. But you're still holding on as if they're still here. So if you're holding on as if they're still here and someone else presents themselves, you're, you may or may not, nine times out of ten you won't, be able to see the essence of what you have in front of you because you keep looking back. Remember Lot and his wife, how she turned into a pillar of salt? Some of you are really, really salty because you keep looking back. It didn't matter how many angels told her, don't look back. She had all of these promises in front of her. She had all of this, all of this, these blessings of life in front of her, living in front of her. But she could not let go of her past. 
So despite all of the things that were ahead of her, all the promises that were before her, she looked back and turned into a pillar of salt. There are a lot of people that turn into this salty human being because they cannot release their past and they're comparing their past to their present. And there is no comparison because no love experience is identical. So you do yourself as well as the individual or individuals a disservice by doing a comparison. I know one particular person, there's an employer that I have. And there's there was when I first started um, working in this specific department, there was an individual that every time I looked up, I was being compared to another individual and they were vocal. Well, this person does it like this. That person does it like that. Why come you can't do it like this or that? Because I'm an individual. My experience is different than this or that. You said you hired me for my authenticity. For my creativity. For what I bring to the table. But because you keep comparing me to this or that. Now you have blinders on. And you can't see that authenticity. That creativity. That uniquely me. There are a lot of people that do this. Whether consciously or unconsciously. I get that you had an amazing love experience with this individual or not. Because remember, it could go both ways. You could have had a negative love experience. And now you're holding it against whoever comes next. That next person, that now person, did not do what the other person did to you. So why would you hold that against them? And not allow them to operate in what is there now? Comparison robs you. So I'm grateful that I had two separate dreams where looking at these dreams, I recognize reconciliation is a possibility. However, being mindful because you also have to remember that sometimes you can forgive people for the wrongs that they've done. And reconciliation is never really about your going and shaking their hand and saying, I forgive you. Some reconciliation just takes place in your heart. Where you don't ever have a full conversation with the individual. But you reconcile with the fact that this chapter of my life has ended. You try your best to take the good from that so that you don't repeat the same mistakes again. But in all actuality, reconciliation may not be you having a full-fledged conversation and saying, Hey, I'm over you. <laughs> Excuse me. That's not necessarily necessary. However, knowing within your heart of hearts that you've healed from a bad experience 
that's where reconciliation can take place. You've come to yourself. You've recognized like, okay, it didn't work out. Yes, I probably, there's a lot of things that I did to contribute to the falling out of this relationship. The knowledge that I did not have and how to make it better did not fall where it probably should have fallen if we were trying to make something of this. But I'm going to compartmentalize this experience and I'm not going to let it dangle over my head like carrots. I'm going to take the time out to learn so that I don't repeat the same mistakes again. One of them being comparing whoever I am with next to the person that I just departed from. I'm not going to do that to them. I'm not going to do that to myself. That's something that you have to consciously be aware of. You have to consciously do. No, it's not going to take place overnight for most. Some it will. But being consciously aware of that will prevent you from breaking someone else's heart. So one of the things that I'm learning is to convey my emotions, whether good, bad, ugly, or indifferent, for that very reason. I am learning how not to leave it to whatever for people to figure it out. No, let me tell you where my mind is at right now. I don't want you to guess. I'm going to just share it with you. Let me tell you how I feel in this moment right now. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let me tell you what angers me. Let me tell you what makes me happy. And I do that because I would prefer that whoever it is that I'm dealing with, that they don't lean on their own understanding. Because I understand those situations can create havoc. If you're not clear or if their understanding is tainted and next thing you know, it's like, why, do, why are we having this argument again? I, I mean, we said the same thing. Why, why are we at odds with each other right now? We're on, I thought we were on the same, I don't have time for that. <laughs> so I just tell my truth. I just tell my truth and shame the devil. That's what I do. And um, it works for me. I know everybody cannot be as transparent and open and honest, but I will tell you this. It has saved me a whole lot of grief to just speak my truth and love. But remember, no love experience is identical. If you are that individual that is constantly comparing someone else to someone else, try to work on that. I tried to look it up because I was like, Lord, is there such thing as a comparison syndrome? Um, I tried to look that up. And maybe there is, but, you know, I didn't what I was what was coming up for me. I was like, ah, yeah, that's not it, because what I was trying to see and maybe there's a different word for it and somebody can leave me a voicemail and let me know what that is. I wasn't trying to see from the angle of you comparing yourself to someone else. I was trying to see from an angle of your, your you comparing your spouse to another spouse. Or you comparing your boyfriend or girlfriend to another boyfriend or girlfriend. Or you comparing your fiancé to another fiancé. That's what I was trying to look up. Um, and I could not find that specific title because I was, I'm curious to know if there is such a thing, if there is such a thing, because I know that comparison robs you, but I'm like, has anybody done studies on that? If so, 
I'm an inquiring mind and I want to know more. (laughs) But wherever you are in your love walk, I hope that you are opting to love yourself first. I hope that you're opting to love yourself like never before. That you are loving yourself enough to tell yourself the truth unapologetically. See, that's something that I've had to, well, I've been like that my whole life. I mean, my, my, my parents raised me to be an honest person. So because they raised me to be honest, I've always been honest. But one of the things that I have learned to do is just to be honest with myself. If I'm not feeling a situation to speak up, if I disagree with an opinion to speak up, I'm learning how to tell my truth unapologetically. And there may be times that I may have to turn right back around and apologize because even though I was able to say it, maybe it offended someone. And I try my best not to be offensive. I try to tell my truth and speak it in love. I don't always get a hundred. I can tell you that much. So I hope that this episode has encouraged someone. If you are that individual who is comparing your loved one to someone else, Please work on stopping that. Let that individual show up as their authentic self and love them for who they are, not who you want them to be. Be blessed and do me a huge favor. Please take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye.